Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I'm James Haskell, along with my co-hosts, Glenn, Martin, and DK in the background, as always, uh, running the show. We are excited to be here on Tuesday night, as always, hanging out with you guys, talking about our one and only Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. So looking forward tonight, Glenn, to getting into uh, a lot of stuff. Of course, we got Cole Jackson coming on. I'm excited to break down, uh, you know, get his thoughts on the game, but also talk about the O-line, talk about injuries, um, talk about playoff scenarios. We're getting all that stuff tonight, um, any news and 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 notes as well. But uh, Glenn, how are you doing this evening on a Tuesday night? Oh man, I'm so excited. I mean, we talked about it before the show. We will we will certainly be in the building if and when an AFC championship is being held at MT Bank Stadium. It is official, so, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we will be in the building. Woo. So uh if you're gonna be there, we'll certainly try and make a point to uh to link up with anybody who's in the building. But uh yeah, excited, cannot wait. I you know Every week, Jimbo, I, I say, what can they come up with next? Like, what mm-hmm. can the naysayers and haters come up with next? And dag it, if I can't think of it, they somehow always do. Like, I can't even. So I'm like, hey, what can, What are they going to think of this week? I'm like, they, they they can't say anything, right? I mean, you know, the guys, that, the people who wanted numbers from Lamar, you know, he gave, I mean, he gave you, he gave you what you've been asking for. He gave you enough. And my, I mean, they still. They still use mental gymnastics to somehow find a way to discredit to, and then of course the fallback, the 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 uh, the last thing you, the only thing you need to have, or in the back pocket, all these guys have is doing the playoffs. That so it's like, you know, I just can't wait for that argument to be done because then, I mean, I guess they'll come up with something else, but at least it'll be original. Yeah, it's gonna then become two. It's gonna then become oh, he's not Brady. Like, He's okay, only one, yeah, it'll be something. You know what I mean? If it's not one thing, it's not the other. But yeah, it, it never ends, and the logic of people's arguments keeps getting looser and looser. It's uh, as a great scientist once said, it's like they're trying to build a couch with a box mat with a box of matches. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't work, ladies and gentlemen. You can't prop up a box of matches and tell me it's a sofa that I can sit on. That's right. Okay. Uh, now. Yeah, like you said, Glenn, uh, we're going to get into a whole ton of stuff tonight. Um, and uh, look, they just keep adding fuel to the Ravens' fire, and we're here for it. And uh, of course, we're going to break it down. But I think it is appropriate to bring in Cole Jackson. Uh, we'll tag him in and uh, not leave him, him hanging out in the background, sliveling back and forth in his chair. I can tell he's excited, ready to go. Cole, what's up, man? How are you doing? I just remember back the bye week episode we did here, boys, and we said, holy shit, look at that schedule. <laughs> and then we went through and we just kind of crip walked it down. Easy money, boys. Easy money. Number yep. one. You love yep. it. How this awesome. Seed could not have come at a better time. This team oh. is so, I think almost there's, there's about eight guys with torn packs. I don't know what's going on yeah. in the titty game with the Baltimore Ravens, <laughs> but they're crazy. all torn. I don't it's get crazy. it. It um, really is. I, both Roquan, linebackers, yeah. right? Yeah. Roquan Smith. Well, I, I shouldn't say it's torn. I don't know if it's torn, but. He has a he has a pec injury. Morgan Moses is either a pec injury or a labrum. I've heard both stories, um, but it explains why they're doing that rotation. So just mm-hmm. nonstop. Um, so just giving these guys time. Um, you know, I know that we'll probably get into it. The rest versus rest, but these guys getting healthy going into a first round matchup, crucial, absolutely crucial. Yep. No and I, and also it doesn't hurt that we're the only knowing that we're the only team in the AFC getting that. Not like the old days where two teams would get it. Uh, yeah, couldn't come at a better time. It's definitely, 
you know, we're going to get into some of the differences, I think, at some point today between this and the 2019 season, which it does have, you know, record similarity, same last opponent. But there's an awful lot of differences as well, and I think health is is one of them. So it is much needed, like you mentioned. But, uh, Cole, I'm excited to get your take on a lot of things because there was a lot to take in last week. I got a mm -hmm. bunch of questions jotted down, so I, I know you, you put in a lot of work studying the film. The first place I'm going to start off is – Big Ben, Big Ben, Cleveland, big country. Look, we we were we're starting to see that maybe, just maybe, he just can't play left guard, and that maybe he's just a damn right guard. So, how did he look? And I know, you know, to an average fan, he looked great. And I know it, it can somehow look different with type of help he gets from guys around him. So, I'm excited to have you. And also, does he look like maybe the cheaper option for next year? Is the drop off from Zeitler to him that steep? Yeah, so it was one of those things I tweeted out last night and a bunch of people thought I was being negative and I really wasn't. It was just an observation. So I was going through and I when basically my process when I'm clipping plays, I'll watch and you know, I'm trying to pick key themes and then I'm trying to pick, you know, seven, eight clips of, of a theme that I'd want to do a video on. Usually if you guys watch my videos, seven to ten clips per topic. And so I go into this one, I'm like, I'm definitely gonna be doing a Ben Cleveland video. Um, and I pull, you know, a number of his run plays. Um, I pulled about, I think I had up to, and I always label them Cleveland run one, Cleveland run two. So I was up to like six trying to grab his pass plays. Um, cause that was what I really wanted to see. He's always going to be a pretty average run blocker. He's just, he looks like a mauler, but he doesn't play like one. He gets into a number of reps where he gets leverage, stands guys up and then he just doesn't drive them. He doesn't really seem to have that killer mentality. Um, we've seen him do it a few times and when he does it, it's good, but it's just not consistent. Um, so, you know, in, in the run game, I thought he did well, um, you know, ran alleys really well. He was really good in outside zone concepts. Um, that goes back to his Georgia tape, you know, when he was actually playing under Munkin, something he did well. And he's just more of a finesse blocker, despite being six, six, three fifty six or whatever ridiculous size he is. Um, so that was all good. But then I'm doing his pass blocking reps. And I saw Coach Evans, uh, Sip Detali YouTube channel, uh, put out a video. And same observation as me. He just didn't really have a lot of true pass sets where he's one-on-one. -on -one. They they had Tyler sliding to him nonstop. Interestingly enough, it was one of John Simpson's worst games in terms of uh, pressure allowed. And what that tells me is, and I mean, I mean it's not what it tells me. What, what I've seen a number of times and I've tweeted it is John Simpson's constantly getting help from Tyler Linderbaum. The same way Ben Powers was always getting constant help from Tyler Linderbaum. What that does is it asks Kevin Zeitler to go out there and pass block one on one constantly. Um, so they're going to, you know, stress their, you know, Pro Bowl potential right guard um, who excels as a pass pro to help John Simpson. This week they help Cleveland and kind of leave John Simpson out there one on one quite a bit. And he gives up, I think it was the second most pressures um, of the year. So I thought that was really interesting, but they just didn't really give him an opportunity to showcase his development in terms of pass pro. Um, you know, it, everything was either a play action slide or it was, um, you know, working a double with, uh, with Linderbaum or working a double with one of the tackles. So that was super disappointing for me to see. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those things where can he get there? Sure. He's got a bunch of those, bunch of those pieces that I think could make a really good offensive guard in the national football league. But <laughs> I don't know. Kevin Zeiler has been so damn good. He went out there, did it again this year. Um, you know, Linderbaum's looking like the stud that we all thought he could be. They're going to have that uncertainty at left guard. Um, 
I do agree that he's better at right guard than left guard, but I'm probably trying to lean towards bringing back Kevin Zeitler for another year. Mm. That's interesting to hear because I know that that Glenn and I certainly wanted to get into that as well. Um, and well, look, it, you know, if you're disappointed by <coughs> some of the opportunities to break down his film, you're getting another opportunity this weekend. That's right. You know, you get another opportunity. And it's going to be Sam Mustafer in there, so we're probably going to see a more throwback game where it's not going to be kind of one way or the other. It's going to be a lot of different looks. Um, yeah. And and these these games are I love. It's like doing a preseason game. I love doing preseason games because there's so many guys to take a look at, so many themes you can kind of latch on to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want this to be taken as I thought Ben Cleveland played bad because he didn't. He did his job. It wasn't just um, enough know, for you to make an inclusive, a conclusive decision. Like it's just like opinion. you know, it, a lot of confidence from the coaches, though. He, he definitely way. didn't get a lot of confidence from the coaches, but in situations where he was one on one, he won. He didn't give up pressure, okay. um, and he did his job when working doubles. And like that's all you can do. You can go out there and you just execute the plays given to you. So it's not, and that's why I was kind of laughing last night when people were like. Why are you hating on Ben Cleveland? I'm like, it's just, just telling you what's going on. Like, it's just, you can't break down what doesn't exist. <laughs> um, so it was just one of those things where I think the context matters. You know, he gave up zero pressures. He also just had a limited role in terms of the pass protection scheme that they called just the facts. Mm, yeah. Now I, I got a question for you, Cole. And, and that's regarding our run attack. Uh, actually, I have a more important, not this more important, but I have a question I want to ask you before Glenn steals it from me. Uh, that's really what it's about. Uh, so this rotation thing, uh, if you know anything about the local radio, um, uh, some folks around here like to say, if you got four tackles, you got none. Uh, but it seems to be working. What does that mean? You got in the rotation, like the because they're doing the you know the rotation on the outside. So they got um, four tackles good enough to be playing football. That's the way that we said. It. That's the way we we react immediately because Glenn and I, Glenn said exactly what I was thinking. The defensive line rotates. Like, why is this so far fetched for the O line to rotate? It, but really, I won't lie to you. Take it's on that. Weird. You don't see it. Like, right. you know, it's, are we it's, big braining people around here? Yeah. Cole? What's your take on it? How do you think it's been working? Like, you know, oh, you're you no lineman yourself, Cole. I mean, it was the '90s Dolphins or the '90s 49ers. I can't remember which team. They used to do it a lot, and it was kind of their thing. And I, I, I it's hard to explain. We've seen it a number of times. We saw last year when Zeitler got hurt. They had Cologne and Cleveland rotating at right guard through that one game. Um, you know, we've seen it with McCary working in at I'm trying to remember which position it was. McCary did it last year at one point um, when he was filling in. We we had it with uh, oh, who's the big dude um, that was a tackle guard for us? Too? DJ Fluker did yeah. it with. Um, oh shoot, what's his name? Tyree Phillips. Right guard Tyree, Phillips. Tyree Phillips. Tyree yeah. um, at right tackle that year. That that was the year they lost to the Bills in the playoffs. Twenty one. Um, so, I mean, we've seen it a number of times. It's kind of a Joe DeLisandris thing. Um, who's the Ravens offensive line coach. Um, I think it's just one of those things where they want to keep guys ready. And what this is, why they're doing it is again, Morgan Moses is playing with either a torn pack or torn labrum. We'll find out for sure at the end of the year. So he's hurt. Like, and they're, they're just working on, that's not going to get better. It's like Marcus Williams. He's going to be playing with one arm for the rest of the year. And you're just going to have to live with the limitations. So they're just trying to pain management. So they're going to bring in Daniel Falele and just ask him to play 10, 15 snaps, give him two drives off and just kind of, but it is weird. Like I'm not saying it's not abnormal. Mm -hmm. I've never seen it. Mm -hmm. Um, until the last couple of years with the Ravens. And every time they've done it, I'm like, that's so weird that they're doing it. Um, and it's the same thing with Ronnie Stanley on the left side. 
uh, where he's, you know, his knee is not right. And they're just trying to get him through games, keep him healthy enough to keep playing games. Um, so it is odd. Um, is it working? Yeah. I mean, they've got McCarry and Falele at a point now where they're coming into these games being ready to play snaps. And that is not easy to do. Um, but it really is a testament to the way they're preparing these guys. And I think it's great. Like it, it's, it comes down to, because the reason you don't want to do it is you don't want to bring a guy in cold to take, you know, reps against Nick Bosa, right? Like that's mm-hmm, where, mm-hmm. And, and there's also, you know, the game within the game, the pass rush matchup. So from the offensive line perspective, it can help you because now you're kind of mixing up looks to that defensive lineman. Um, it's just probably rare because it's so hard to have backups that are good enough to be able to trust in those situations. So that's why I just got to laugh when it's four tackles means none. It's like, no, four tackles means there's four tackles you're able to play in an NFL game. Mm-hmm. Um, and not like it's been working in the sense that they're, they haven't had tackle problems in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and they've played good D lines. It's not that they're playing against a bunch of nobodies. You know, they just played against Bradley Chubb. Unfortunately, he got hurt at the end of the game. Um, but the week before they played against the, one of the best D lines in, in football and there was no issues with the offensive tackles. So, I mean, that's just, you know, I know those guys over at one Oh five, seven think they're big brains, but it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Mm-hmm. They just look silly, but anyway. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, Wait, can I ask one follow-up, Glenn? Yeah. Well, how how do you feel about the progression of uh, Daniel Falele when he's in there and his game as a whole? Yeah, it's gotten a little bit better. Um, I'm still having a hard time seeing him as kind of a long-term starter unless he really gets his quickness up. Um, he's just too slow uh it's with the way todd munkin wants to use these five-man protections he was a greg roman guy you know in that type of scheme where they're gonna play out a heavy he's gonna have a tat or a tight end beside him there he's gonna be able to get the chip help i think that all made sense but he just has to get lighter on his feet and quicker and i just haven't seen him kind of take that next step he's getting a little bit better getting off the snap and that's helping him a ton because he has great length um but i still want to see a little bit more but i mean that's one of these things. Don't count out these guys. Um, you know, we've seen a number of guys that were fourth round picks that kind of get into year three, year four, and really take a huge step to being a starter. So not discounting them at all. Um, but that's really where I want to see the next step come from. No doubt. Yeah, that that would be huge for the Ravens if he can take that big leap next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when when a couple weeks ago, I think while excited, there was a bit of a, a gray cloud in Baltimore when Keaton Mitchell went down. We lost that explosiveness in the backfield. And I think people were wondering, are we going to see more of Melvin Gordon or will Justice Hill role expand? Uh, and man, one of the unsung heroes. I mean, he obviously got the touchdown. He's going to get some love. But that early third down and 15 was absolutely crucial. Turned a short little dump down into a, a huge first down. What did you see from Justice Hill? And and how much confidence do you have going into the, the postseason knowing that he's your number two back? I saw Hey Diddle Diddle Justice Hill up the middle. Mm. Um, you know, it, what, and happening in the game where they're they're doing Ray Rice as a legend of the game, regardless of your opinion <laughs> on that, um, it was pretty, pretty interesting to see. Yeah. Um, so Justice Hill's been, even going back to early in the season when the fumble problems kind of popped up, he was a spark plug early, right? He, when, when Keaton Mitchell wasn't playing, he was the number two and he was expected to be kind of the lightning to Gus Edwards thunder. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he lost a little bit of his favor because he had those fumble issues and now he's back and he's still kind of popping runs, right? Like that's been his value add. And he plays a very similar style as Keaton Mitchell, where he's going to be that kind of speedster, the guy you can get to the edge the guy you can get out in the pass game. Um, and what I think 
is where he took his big step in playing time was his pass protection took not just, I don't even want to say it took a leap. It took like a, uh, like, you know, uh, what would you even like a frog jump? Uh, is that a bigger jump than a leap? I don't it's like hitting know. a balloon. It's like hitting the, the redeploy balloon in Warzone. I, that's a good way of putting it. You know? I got nothing better. Um, <laughs> but it just like his past pro, he's been physical. He's made better reads and he, they've trusted him in those scenarios. And that's where, you know, they weren't even before um, you, when you had to keep Mitchell playing, you still had justice Hill playing those third down uh, pass pro reps. So they were trying to work him in to do that. Now they're giving him these opportunities because Keith Mitchell goes out and he turns around and does exactly what you want to see. And that includes the kick return, right? He's just going to be, it reminds me of a guy like Jacoby Jones in 2012, where he wasn't the go-to target. He wasn't the, um, but he was a big time playmaker, right? When they needed it on special teams, on offense, Um, you know, the kind of guy that, you know, just can kind of come out of nowhere and pop a big one for you. And he made several in that run. It wasn't just Mm -hmm. one or two, it was several. Um, So that's the type of role you got to hope you can get out of justice Hill, where he's not going to necessarily be kind of a bell cow. You're not going to see him maybe the same amount every single week, but when the ball gets in his hand, he's going to make something good happen with that explosive speed that he possesses. Yeah, man, I, I'm excited about Justice Hill. He looked, just like you said. I mean, he looked. A, it felt like Keaton was back there with that run off to the left when he that really wheel route. Just, that wheel route for the yeah. tutty. Yeah, Woo! it looked so good the first time. They went back to it and just had to change up, make the pick route a little bit more believable. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was exact cool. same play too. Yeah. Now the, the other question, stuff. the other question I ask is, and we're gonna get into this, you know, uh, the, the injury portion of where the Ravens are at. What guys, you know, as far as the the guys that are banged up and we're hoping to get back, is there a is there a, a guy or two or I'm gonna write it more? down, Cole. Yeah, that, that have you that have you one most concerned two. Do you have any updates for us? Maybe you could provide. Um, trying to think of what folks know. Uh, Michael Pierce went out with yeah. the head at the same time. Worley, right? Yeah, I I don't really see any long term. I don't see anything impacting the playoff game. Uh, I don't see anything impacting the playoff game from Marlon Stevens. Those are guys are all going to be back. Zeitler is going to be back. Um, Hamilton. Hamilton's the one where I just, he was really not moving well on Wednesday when he tried to practice. Um, and he didn't even come out to try and, uh, to try and play in this one. So I would say that's where my biggest concern is, but that's not necessarily like, I don't really have any inside information on, he suffered a setback. I saw that kind of speculated on a few times. I haven't heard anything like that. Um, I just think he was like really banged up after, after that game against the 49ers. Um, so that's what I'm talking about. Like he gets now like almost 20 days to kind of get right. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be huge because you saw the way the dolphins attacked the flats. They went right into Kyle Hamilton's office and tried to cause shit um, until the Ravens defense adjusted. So, um, you know, we need him back. Uh, that's up. So I'd say that's where my biggest concern is just because he's so important. He's almost, I'd put him up there as the MVP of the defense because of everything he does. Um, so, but I think the rest of them, including Marlon Humphrey, they're all going to be fine. As far as I know from, uh, from this game, I am expecting a pretty healthy injury report going into that playoff practice week. Wow. <laughs> that is certainly encouraging to heal. What, what, uh, let's see. Don C says, uh, Cole, what was up with all the deep shots in the Miami game? Was it scheme blown coverage, Eli Apple mm-hmm. or a revenge game? And it's kind of, it's, I'm glad Don asked this because yeah, like everyone was wide open. Likely was wide open on a play. Ricard wide open flowers. Yeah. Hill was open twice wide open. Bateman had the drop when he was what 
How is all these guys wide open, Cole? Well, the play where we cooked Eli Apple, which just got it, just tastes just like <laughs> sweet apple pie. Um, it was just that was a really unique play. So what they did is they had Lamar drop back as if he was going to roll out left. So he was actually holding the ball to his left. And then he had to flip his hips and come back to the right. And what they did is they motioned Zay Flowers down to that side of the formation where they, they started with a one-by-one. One. Zay motions down. Now you have a two strong on that side. And there was just a communication error between Eli Apple and the other DB on that side. Um, they both took the inside man and Zay just kind of was like wide open. Um, so it was kind of two things. I think they reacted to Lamar starting left looking like he was going to roll out to the left and i think they also just had a miscommunication so that was just a blown coverage pretty common with eli apple though um in terms of the isaiah likely and uh pat ricard touchdowns two of my favorite plays both were the exact same uh they used chip releases where they ran three-man route concepts to the wide side of the field the defense completely flooded I, I asked a couple of the reporters if they can you know, get a word into someone like Munkin because I want to know if that was the game plan or if that was a check down because mm-hmm. the defense completely flooded to that side. And on both of them, they just chipped, stayed in as a blocker, and then leaked out to the, to the opposite side of the route concepts, and they were just wide open. So they must have seen something on film where you know if we flood one side, it's going to pull their entire defense because they were in zone coverage both times. One of them was cover three. Jalen Ramsey was the cover three defender on the touchdown side, it was likely's and Charlie Kolar was the tight end on, on the side where likely ended up. And he just ran kind of an in breaking route and it pulled Ramsey from the entire other side of the field. So now you got your whole defense on one side of the field and nobody on the other side. Uh, so, and then they did it again with Pat Ricard. So it's one of those things where Munkin or the offensive coaching staff saw something on film and game planned around it. And it was just a thing of beauty to do in the red zone. So um, that was, you know, specifically why those two guys were running wide open. Um, but what's up with the deep shots? I think that's an interesting one because it's somewhere that we were struggling with. Um, but I really don't think that it's one of those, you can't take the deep shots out of this offense. Mm-hmm. The whole, and this even goes back to Greg Roman's offense and they're not the same. They're not the same at all, but the power of Lamar Jackson and the run game is that it's going to spread a defense horizontally because of the number of ways that they can attack you, the way that the option concepts can attack you. And when you can spread a defense horizontally, the best way to attack them is vertically. So there, you can't take the deep shots out of this offense. It will not work. You need to take them. And to the Ravens credit, and I think Todd Munkin made a, had a quote about this like six, seven weeks ago, where he said, we're going to keep going to the well. And what he meant was like, I'm implementing the scheme and we're going to keep doing it until we're successful. We're not going to kind of shy away from a concept because it's not working. As long and now as there's not a vault. Yeah, no, there was no vault. No vault. In, well, if there might have been a vault. There might have been a vault. I like the well. Yeah, um, I, I like that better than a vault. Yeah, until everyone's then asking to throw Todd Munkin down the well. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, I just, I, I love it. I love how they've kind of stayed true to their identity and, you know, credit to the players again. It's kind of like what was going on on defense. You know, they they've been taking those deep shots, and Lamar is just so much more consistent. Um, and now his receivers just got to kind of keep doing their thing. You know, a guy like Bateman's got to be able to connect on those two. There's things he's doing that he needs to do better. Um, but you know, I think they're going to get there. I think they're going to get there. Yeah. Now I got to ask you another question for you, Cole. And this is not necessarily related to the the on the field stuff, but I know Brent Urban's your guy. 
He's a vanilla, he's a fellow Canadian. Have either of you seen any of the clips from Wired from the radio yeah. Wired? And yeah. With the smelling salts. Yeah. Well, I didn't see the smelling salts. Oh my I, thought, I saw him and Pierce. They're homies. Smelling salts. Often it. Dude. He so he just hits it as many times as he physically can, as if he sneezes. He's like. And then he just screams at the top of his lungs for like 20 seconds. <laughs> Is that what it was? I saw him screaming, but I didn't. Okay, I missed the smelling yeah. salt. And I'm pretty yeah. sure he does it. It looks like he does it before every drive. Dude, I mean, he's a way too guy, much, right? dude. He's yeah, a like, so I've never ever smelled that before. And I'm considering carrying it in a pack for a long race when I'm in a really desperate that, situation. That is what you need, dude. Next level. Put it in your fanny pack, dude. Dude, imagine <laughs> me just out there screaming. <laughs> oh, dude, imagine you know the what? fear in the guys in front of you. The fear. Right at the starting the line. Can you imagine? No, <sighs> Jimmy, Jimmy won't be screaming. He'll be running. He'll just, caca, caca, caca. <laughs> I'm just going to fly, dude. I'll just straight up get air. Like, I'll just right. take off. No, but yeah, I thought that was freaking hilarious, man. Now, Cole, we got into this discussion, too, before we let you go as well. What is your take? Rest, rust. Uh, my take is simple: is that if John plays these guys and someone gets hurt, he's on. He, you know, his head's in a guillotine. Like I would rather risk rust than risk injury. That's how I see it. What say you, my friend? So anybody with any sort of owie wowie sits. Owie wowie. You know, there's no need to be playing through any sort of injury, playing through pain in this one. Um, it just doesn't make sense. This is an opportunity to give your twos reps. Um, I think that's a huge piece because. Who knows? Someone might go down and you might need those reps to, you know, kind of pay off for you in the playoffs where a guy's got to, you know, think of a guy like Trenton Simpson, right? You know, you kind of saw him at the end of the game. Haven't seen much of him this year. I'd love to see a full game of him after he's been, you know, around the team for a year. Um, so, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing those guys play. Um, Queen and Roe both banged up. I'd sit them both. Like, I mean, they'll be active, but I wouldn't really be playing them. Um, I, I'm not really a big believer in, in the in the rust. Like, I just think... I don't know. Like these guys practice every week. Um, you know, is one game against the Pittsburgh Steel. It's hard to kind of rationalize in my head. Um, so, you know, if Lamar does play in this one or if the starting offense does play in this one, preseason approach, quick passes, no does QB design runs, like all, all the obvious stuff. But I don't really buy into the. And like, this is what I love about the Kelsey's podcast, right? Because we can kind of hear these two, they're currently playing, kind of be pretty real when they talk. And it was just interesting, you know, all the fans are like, I don't even really want the buy because, you know, what happened in 2006 and 2012 or 2019? And then you hear Jason Kelsey's like, you want that buy. And then Travis Kelsey's like, fuck, yeah, you want that buy. And it's like, these guys are the actual players that have been there. Um, you know, let's maybe listen to them. So I think the players getting that week off, I think it's important to them. It really comes down to the coaching staff making sure everybody's ready. Um, you know, we did hear John Harbaugh say if he had the opportunity to redo 2019, he would do it differently. Does that mean he'd redo week 18 differently, which was week 17 back then? Or does that mean that he would redo, you know, the practice week leading into it? What does that mean? We're going to find out. Um, I just, I really just wouldn't risk the injuries. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see who who's inactive, but then also who's technically active, but just standing on the sideline holding their helmet. I think, uh, I, do you ever think that ego could play a part in this, Cole? Like, if you're a guy who's forced to play, do you ever go, why is that guy too, so important? He doesn't have to play, but I have to play. Any of that, any egos on this team? 
I can't see it in this locker room. All these guys seem so tight. Like everything is, yeah. you know, you saw Joe Zena tweet it back in the <laughs> summer. Um, and then just, you know, and maybe this is probably, maybe one of those things that every locker room's happy when you're winning, right? Like, you know, 2019, everybody was happy. They were dancing on teams. Um, but, you know, it, you kind of heard the vibe felt differently and it's really felt that way. Um, especially the way they've bounced back from adversity. It mm-hmm. hasn't really been a huge issue. The other thing I'd throw out there, and if you tell oh, yeah. me the first like, half, Cole, if you tell me first half, if you tell me they're playing the first half, no, I'm just like, I, I think of a guy, you know, like a guy that's kind of wreaked havoc on the injury situation, like a TJ Watt. I don't really want TJ Watt. Yeah, we've been ball. talking about this, especially yeah. if it's yep. against Falele, who's probably going to play over Moses. He'll like, punch you, lower your IQ permanently. So, who are you going to put at right tackle? Well, Falele is going to play this whole game. Like oh, that, I see what you're saying. Okay. The, the old line is going to probably be, if it's me, it's it's McCary, it's Salah. I, I'd love to see a game of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mustafer, it's uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, and it's it's Falele. That'd be my old line. I don't want Lamar behind that old line going against Highsmith, and and these guys are playing for something. That's oh, the yeah. other thing. Like they're playing for something. They're going to be chomping at the bit because they're trying to keep their season alive. And Mike Tomlin's one of those coaches like Harbaugh. He's going to have them ready to come in and win this game. For sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're on the, uh, the side of, of uh, rest and not rust. I'm, I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to a, uh, a stress-free Sunday and ramping up for that. Uh, I'm hopping on the treadmill. I'm just going to hop on the treadmill with the yeah. game on and like just, just vibe out. <laughs> Dude, you got you to gotta, um, you up your tempo during, uh, time, uh, during uh, commercials. Why? It really makes you hate the NFL for how long commercial. <laughs> I never thought, man, did you guys watch college football yesterday? Dude, yeah. w- way to make up for all the garbage-ass bowls that have been happening. Holy smokes. Well, that, not yeah. only that, but the amount of commercials. My oh, God. well, yeah, yeah. I, I, just, were good games, I don't know what it was about yesterday. It just felt way worse than usual. I think I'm just getting old. I'm just getting old. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, think that, I think we're all getting old. I think that's yeah. definitely – Part of it. Hey, what team you scares you the most in the AFC heading into the playoffs? Who do you not want to see the most if there is a team? Joey so, Flack and the Browns. I it's the Bills because that mm-hmm. offense can be can be special. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think the Browns are a really fair one, and it's mostly because playing a team three times in one year, they know you, they know mm-hmm. your DNA. Um, but it kind of works both ways, right? Um the thing is that Browns defense is elite and that's just where anytime I can avoid an elite unit, I'd rather do that. Um, just like I'd rather avoid a top three quarterback and Josh Allen. Um, so I, you know, I'm not worried about, I, Joe Flacco has been a, such a fun story. I think he should be comeback player of the year. It's just, it's so fun. Um, and I hate the Browns with every ounce in me hate their fans, hate everything about them. Such a shitty city. Um, but uh, oh it, it's just, I just, I hate them. But Joe Flacco does not, I, I'm not scared of Joe Flacco. Like, come on, people. It's what we have done these last four weeks against top quarterbacks. We've ran the gauntlet against these offenses. Mm-hmm. Stafford's a guy that actually should mm-hmm. be probably in the MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not worried about that. That's not the part that worries me. It's that defense. It's Miles Garrett. It's they got playmakers all over that defense, and I'd rather not. Um, yeah. But it's probably the Bills for me. Um, there's a. I want to see the Dolphins lose just because it's funny, um, but I also kind of want to see the Bills lose just so they're not in the playoffs. Like that would be an ideal situation to me. Yeah, yeah, no, I I can I can get behind both of those teams. I uh, maybe am a little more nervous of a of a playoff 
battle-tested Joe Flacco. But to your point, I totally agree. Glenn and I talked about this. When we, just like you said, Cole, when we looked at that schedule going to the, the season, you know, we thought it was best to go through it. Give us the hardest schedule. So that way we can turn around and use those just like you did, like psychologically to say, look what we just did. Like this is not mm-hmm. – we can handle business here because we've already been there. We've done that. And it's really about us, not about the other team. So I'm happy about that. Happy that we're through the brutal part. At this, we know point. we're playing Cleveland, right? Like we're gonna. Oh, play. for it's sure. It's gonna work yeah. out that way. It's gonna be Baltimore, Cleveland, and it's gonna be Buffalo, Casey. It's, yeah. That's the way it's gonna go. And yeah. and also two uh, a drafted two dr- Ravens drafted quarterbacks. One will be MVP. One will be comeback player of the year. How? How crazy is that after people saying that the Ravens just couldn't get it right at quarterback for all? Think Joe gets comeback player of the year, even though he came back so late. Uh, I think they're going to, if I had to vote, if I vote, vote as if I get a vote, if I had to bet on it, um, I would probably say DeMar Hamlin's going to win it because the NFL wants that, uh, media attention to it. No disrespect to Hamlin. I mean, he's been a great story. No disrespect at all, but like to kind of your comeback player barely plays. It's just not that insightful of a story. Whereas, you know, a guy like Joe comes in off the couch, beer gut and all, um, you know, flying around Ohio looking for a team to hire him, and then he just gets out there and starts fucking slinging touchdowns. It's been nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. nuts to watch. So I, for me, it's Joe Flacco. Mm, yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see how that he's, works. I out. mean, you gotta be. I mean, I don't know how many games has Demar been active. I think it's a yeah. great story, but he's had right. He's already been, you know, the focus of a lot of attention. Uh, so I think you got to give it to the guy who actually plays. But yeah, that's yeah. Just... a lot, a lot of guys with dad bods watching this game, looking up to Joe Flacco right now. I, I mean, just, I, I tried yeah. to run my forty today. I just wanted to see where I was at, you know. So I get ready. <laughs> I think you might be able to beat Joe in that. I think you got him, Cole. Yeah, I think so. He looks like a long strider to me. <laughs> I think I got yards. little legs. I'm only five eight. <laughs> That's not, yeah, see, so you got him in the forty. Now hundred, uh, like a different story. But yeah. the forty, I think you got him. <laughs> well, Cole, I know you'll be rooting him on this weekend and certainly into the playoffs. Thank you yep. so much for joining yeah, us. Uh, can't wait to talk to you next week and uh, go Ravens. Yeah, man, and of yeah. course, uh, folks, ch- make sure you check out Rogue Raiders on YouTube. Follow yeah. Cole at Cole Jackson FB on Twitter. It's a great follow. If you want to learn a thing or two about the game, want to learn more about your Ravens, check them out. And Cole, just have you. a fun follow. I mean, yeah. is anyone more it's entertaining hilarious. than Cole yeah. Jackson on Twitter? I don't think so. Yeah, if you like no. so many like shit talk, I'm your oh. guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, last thing, Cole, was it, quarterbacky enough, was it quarterbacky enough for you this weekend in Baltimore? It was so quarterbacky, I didn't even know what to do with myself. <laughs> I know, that, right? was, that was fucking nuts. Like, let's just be real about that. I've never seen such – Thinly veiled racism. So thank you. Casually. <laughs> I I had I had not Glenn. It wasn't anybody on the show. I had people trying to justify this away. No, dude, no. stop it. Call it what it is. I'm sitting there watching it. it, it it's like, come on. Like it's just, it was so blatant. Like. Uh, I don't like them. I want my quarterback more quarterbacky. Some like, some reporters like you, you mean can't white? let freestyle. You want yeah. your quarterback white? Right. Like what? Yeah, that is. Yeah, you can't yeah, you can't bad. let some reporters freestyle, man. Not that all was number one it. trending for a while. Like quarterbacky. LeBron James tweeted it. Like, yeah. dude, what the fuck is going on? And She's that's in hiding, like, by the way. Listen, uh, I don't care what anyone says. People are always like, any publicity is good publicity. No. no. That is not good publicity. That's not something you want to be known for. Like, come on. And the fact that it came on Fox Sports, just too Uh, funny. funny. Anyway. Yeah. 
All right, Cole. We'll have a good weekend, and we'll, we'll talk to you next, next week. week. Peace out, right. everyone. Cool. See ya. Yes. Sir. Uh, Is it gonna work? Is it gonna work? It took too long. Hey. Uh, there you go. Mark R says we all loved Ingram, but doesn't it feel a lot better going in with Roquan as the leader and his pissed off mentality rather than all the dancing in 2019? Well, you know, I, I I'm a big fan of Mark Ingram. I love I love anybody at that level that can champion another person can hype another person when let's be honest Jimbo in athletic even when we were growing up in athletics it was not common for even your teammates to hype you up the way he hyped up another man like even even your teammates you're competitive with like mm -hmm. the, I love what Ingram brought to this team this this hooray for the next guy the guy next to me the champion your teammate I think is a hugely underrated part of a successful locker room uh, not to say these guys don't do it, but I I don't want to disrespect what, what Ingram brought to the team. But certainly Roquan, his leadership, his mentality down the stretch of a football game inspires everyone around him. So I, I somewhat agree with you, but man, I love what Mark brought to this team. Yeah, it's not that I minded Mark. It's just that I like this better. Gotcha. gotcha. If I had to choose one leadership style to another, if you considered Mark the leader. But this is the, this is the biggest difference to me, uh, Mark R, is simply that Lamar Jackson is a more mature, present leader. Yeah. Like he's taken things and and you can quickly tell <clears throat> when someone is in a, in, a, in a situation where every step, every moment is all that they're thinking about, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's all it is. And you can really see that in Lamar Jackson in comparison to 19 where um, I think it was different. He was young. He was going through it. And, yep. uh, you know, he's so much more prepared. So I think that's really the difference. As much as Roquan is a is a difference maker, Lamar's whole persona is the difference, I, th I think, in my opinion. Um, yeah. This is the other thing. Uh, we talked about it, and you guys have all seen the clip of John dancing like Ted Lasso. John might be a better dancer than Ted Lasso. Just a little bit. Dang, Just a little Ted. bit. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you back. what is impressive is, you, I mean, the bend on those dude, knees at dude. his age dude the the, the flexibility oh. he was showing was impressive oh john look dude mobility is 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 longevity baby that's mm -hmm. that's all all it's about that's john, work. yeah man john's in the gym every day you oh, better yeah. believe it. he's squatting oh yeah john's oh, in there. Dude, we 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 were watching the game the the michigan game and john and jim comes on after the game mm -hmm. and my wife was like man how many years older is he than John? I was like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. John's older than him. And she was but like, John's the better looking one too. I've heard from many of women that John is the looker of the brothers as well. Okay. That's what I, I think heard. he simply takes better care of himself too. Like, let's be honest. That's too. That's too. And look, you can't blame the schedule because uh, I'm pretty sure yeah, John's no. is just as rigorous. If Every not day, more. 5 a.m. He's in the gym six days a week. Beautiful. I love I mean, it. Yeah. I love it. Now, the other thing too, before we get to this, dude, how awesome is it? To be Jack and Jackie right now, dude. I mean, they've got to just be just so full of pride. It's got—I mean, it's got to be unbelievable. I mean, they have a chance to have. Look, I don't want to jinx anything, but Natty Championship and a Super Bowl same year. Insane. Insane. So Jim has, Jim can't lose to his brother in this one, right? Yeah, no. dude. He can't, that's right, man. Shoot, you can't beat him. And he Join beat him, Saban. Like he didn't get the easy yeah. walk. He beat Saban. Yeah. Yeah, got to give the guy credit. He that play call, that that play call was. Yeah. That snap was terrible too. Yeah, yeah. Look, hey, we're and I'm, I'm I want to follow up on what else makes this team different than the 2019 yeah, team yeah. because I keep hearing the haters turn to that as yeah. well. So I want to address a little bit of that. But Todd Heap says if sitting players leads to rust, 
why seek the buy that the number one seed brings? Why would sitting someone next weekend rest uh, result in rust, but you fight to get the next weekend off as a number one seed? Yeah, I think it's more so fans just getting nervous because the Ravens haven't fared well in their history as the number one seed. Both times they got knocked out early, both times failing to secure the the AFC championship in Baltimore. So I think it's just... It's just fans uh, looking. But again, it means nothing. Those are different teams, different scenarios. Everything's different. So, mm-hmm. no, I think uh, Cole was right by saying, what do the players say? And listen to the Kelsey podcast. I listened to the same clip. They are they want that number one seed. They need that number one seed this time of year. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I will say that it is the most difficult part you know, holding an athlete back, right? Instead of asking them to push harder, much harder to say, Hey, like pull back. Right. So this is, it's a difficult thing to do, uh, especially this time of year, but you know, keeping your eye on your, on the prize is what's most important here. Uh, And certainly number one seed is coveted for a reason, because not only do you get, I think you get the extra opportunity to have mental preparation, focus on your strategy, focus on your, your game plan, allow, um, allow Munkin a little more time to, you know, draw from the well, if you will. And, uh, you know, and other things and, and McDonald in there, uh, you know, drawing things up defensively and, and, and getting in the lab. So it, it, it benefits them in so many ways outside of rest, right? It doesn't even stop there. Right. Uh, so yeah, uh, I I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm how too- sweet would it be to beat the Steelers, knock them out with a bunch of backups in there. That would yeah. be, I mean, isn't that what we did in 19? Didn't we also knock we them out? They had a chance there, right? Yeah. I, I think they may have needed a lot. Not just the win, yeah, but yeah. I think they I did some, have win. some mathematical cho- chance. But uh, yeah. let's see. Don C says, I think Watt and Fitzpatrick are headhunters. I'm worried about them taking cheap shots. I don't know what the health status is of of, uh, of Fitzpatrick. He might be out there. But, yeah, certainly don't want them facing Watt. Not just yeah. the fact that they're headhunters, but just the fact that Watt's a very good player who's going to play very hard this weekend trying to get his team in the playoffs. And I don't want any of our linemen being trapped in in, in what could be a roll up or a, you, you just never know. So I'm with you, Don. I don't want to see it, but plus I'm Team JJ anyway. That's right. He's a better that's football right. player. Yeah, seems more likable too. Um, but I, uh, I also want to. Uh, oh, okay, here oh, we let's go. Let's get this one real quick, and then we'll get to yeah. um, the, the kind of the next uh, topic here. Eli Hoff says, "Can we get a stupid reporter to say something before the divisional game in the championship game? Because it seems like." Uh, it seems like when they do, we win. It absolutely does. Uh, Should we I'm, say something stupid just to guarantee it? No, because we're look, we're we're true ride or die guys, right? I know, like, but we might have to do some acting. And dude, I still have that shit. I got that horrible Orlando Brown jersey somewhere. I think underneath the cabinet behind me, I can slap that thing on and make up some BS. And you know, you never know. Yeah. No, I mean, if it comes down to, it, but trust you, me. Somebody's going to say something stupid. Yeah, that's true. That's Somebody's going to say something stupid. So don't worry about Eli. They'll, they'll have plenty of fuel in the fire. And look, at the end of the day, the fuel in the fire is still 19, is still you know, your own self-potential, is still all the inner, motiv- inner motivation that you have, is still the dream as a five-year-old. Like Those are the things that really, at least in my opinion, probably get you going more than anything. This stuff is just a cherry on top. So yeah. believe you me, there will be plenty of firewood. Plenty of motivation. Uh, yeah, ready to go. Um, sorry, Glenn. You're kind of wanting to, yeah, to transition well, to something else because you know a lot of the fa- a lot of the haters, the Ravens haters, have t- said, "Well, look, this is just like in '19. What's going to be any different? You were blowing teams out that that year. You're doing it this year. 
Uh, and what happened? You came up short in the playoffs. Well, and they said, look, that defense was really good too. But Jimbo, I just want to point out just how good this defense is. This defense is, while 19s was good, this defense is unbelievable. So I not even the 2000 defense was able to accomplish this feat, Jimbo. They led the league in points allowed, which 2000 mm -hmm. did as well. In fact, that's the NFL record still. But they also led the league in total sacks and turnovers forced, which to me, those are the three most important things you can do on defense. You can get sacks, which absolutely kill drives, turnovers, which literally end drives, mm -hmm. and stop your opponents from getting in the end zone. I mean, yards to me, well, I mean, the Ravens are fourth in yards, but yards to me is, is one of the more overrated stats you know, for a defense because it doesn't matter what they do between the 20s. It only matters if you stop them from scoring points, yep. if, you, if you force them off the field with turnovers, and, of course, stop their, their drives with with uh, with sacks. So the fact that they're number one in points, they're also number one in rushing touchdowns allowed. In in passing touchdowns allowed, they're number one. In red zone touchdowns, they're number one. They're number one in sacks. They're number one in turnovers. I mean, they're just number one in every meaningful defensive statistical category. They're number one. So while that defense in 29, or 2019 was good, this defense is historically good, Jimbo. And you complement that with an offense, I think we can all agree, an offense is far more malleable than it was in 19. Like, this offense can win any game you need it to win, Jimbo. We've said it all year. They keep wanting a complete win. They want a complete offensive performance. We, we've done it all year. It's just been a different way at each mm -hmm. game. And I think that really speaks to the versatility of what we can do offensively. Jimbo, do you think, like, at all that this team is is – gonna uh it has the potential to kind of fall short in the way that they did in 2019 like no i and i don't and you kind of talked about this but the biggest thing is everyone keeps talking about just the stats specifically to lamar jackson winning the mvp right the stats this the stats that blah 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 which everybody with a functioning brain knows that that is a portion of your analysis when you're deciding the mvp mm -hmm. it's really that simple it doesn't get any more tricky than that uh but if you look at Lamar Jackson's performance and what was needed from Lamar Jackson on in 19 in comparison to what has been needed from him in games this year, there's been games where he hasn't thrown a touchdown and we dominate. Dude, he right? had seven passing touchdowns in two months combined. Right. So, so to me, the fact that we've been able to do that with Lamar kind of laying dormant to a certain extent in comparison to like oh, you know, he, moments where he's the game manager for moments. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's in the, he's in the, he's still in the booth. He doesn't, he doesn't need to get a Superman suit on. He doesn't need to yep. do any of that. Right. He doesn't need to bring for every single game. And, uh, you know, if you think about, I think this was in 20 actually, but you remember that the Titans rematch in the playoffs when we, ones where we beat him, mm -hmm. the way that Lamar ran and Bayer didn't even touch him when he ran for that, you know, he just boop, right past yep. him, ran for the end zone. That was Superman at Lamar Jackson going at it full throttle with all he's got. And he's had, he had to do that 19 all year and mm -hmm. shout out to Lamar Jackson. He did it and he got the, the flowers for doing it. But I think that because of that, um, it, that was one of the reasons why it's like, you know, if you cut the, the head of the dragon off, well, then you're good. Right. Well, what if you got a three headed dragon now type thing, right? Like now yep. there's all these different ways that we can beat you. Uh, and so I think it, it just gets that much more daunting. It's not just the weapons around him. It's not just, the defense it's it's Lamar's maturation as a player it's the improved play calling it's the improved defense 
there's so many reasons why this team is, I think, much more prepared than than 19 to deal with adversity as a team. Uh, and certainly one punch to the, you know, one one moment of concern is not going to break this team down uh, like I think it might have in 19. We've seen them even grow this year from the beginning of the season to now uh, mm-hmm. in that way. So um, I, I think uh, I'm not concerned about it. I, in 19, I was absolutely waiting for the shoe to drop every single week, right? Because we weren't used to winning like this. We'd never experienced anything like this in, here in Baltimore, right? What it is this year is just sheer dominance. We're yep. just better. It is yeah. what it is. You yeah, know? I, I don't really have a have much of a – I mean, I, I will say that every team in the playoffs obviously is a good team, so there's certainly going to always be a potential that the Ravens could lose. But I don't go into it looking like, man, you still got to beat this guy. You know, you still got to beat – you still yeah. got to beat this team in order to sh- – like, I don't see a team where I look at, well, you, we still got to get past these guys. Right. Like, And, again, they could beat – anybody Anybody in the playoffs certainly has the capability to beat anyone, but I, I just feel supremely confident. We are the gatekeepers, that. dude. They got to come no through us, you know? Mm-hmm. No doubt. We are no doubt. Henry, dude. Bring it. Yeah, that's right. It's coming through us. I love to see it. Uh, Jimbo, last question I have for you when it comes to, um, you know, kind of prepping for this playoffs. Uh, we are, we talked about Justin Houston. He's still trying to get onto an NFL roster. But yeah, yeah. now another guy added to the, uh, added to the list. Up. Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. released and open to sign with any mm-hmm. playoff roster. Uh, did you see enough out of uh, Justice Hill, Melvin Gordon, and and uh, and Gus Edwards to say we don't need this guy? Yeah, I, I don't. I think I. Yeah, I, the short answer is yeah. Um, the other equate the other part of the equation is a lot of people forget when you sign a guy, he comes to your active roster. That means you inevitably got to take someone off. So in, in, unless it's as simple as people wanting to remove Melvin Gordon, yeah. right, mm-hmm. um, and and putting Dalvin Cook in there, then you're having to go to another position group. I don't want it. Our corners, right. From top to bottom, I don't want any of them off the actor because who knows who's going to be out there, right? Guys have been in and out. Guys have been nicked. We need all the corners we can get. You go to safety, same thing. So where else are you going? Your O-line? No, thank you. Plenty nicked as well. So I just don't know that there's a spot where we can I mean, just it would go. be Melvin Gordon back to the practice squad. That's it, what it could, but do we feel like he's going to do more than Melvin? That's the I don't question. Know. You know what I mean? So unless you really are that convinced that he's just all of a sudden going to pop on the, on the scene and do that much more than Melvin Gordon, then – it just doesn't make much sense to me. And I mean, I don't know how much this matters, but Melvin Gordon has been grinding, has been working hard. I'm sure he's a great yep. teammate. I'm sure guys love him. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not for it. I'm okay. He seems like a little bit of a, a guy that we don't need in the locker room right now. That's how I'm going to put it. Okay. I'm not going to give it a, a label, but I just, he just doesn't seem like a guy. I need the locker room. I, I would want in the locker room right now. What about you? I mean, do you, do you disagree there? No, I mean, I tend to agree with you. I think what, what we have from Melvin Gordon is a guy who understands his role, is is embracing that role, and really making the most of it from what we've seen so far. Dalvin Cook, to this point, is <clears> – I mean, he's a clear – I mean, he was basically benched by the Jets. Bryce Hall mm-hmm. was given the full workload, the, the workhorse, and it's not like – Dalvin Cook has looked like he had in years past. He's averaging 3.2 yards per carry. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else he really brings. If you want to add him to the practice squad as an insurance pick pickup, I guess, in case there was another injury to the position, mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. But I don't want a guy who's coming in and he's going to start lobbying for carries or expect thinking he's better than this guy or better than that guy. I don't want anything to disrupt 
the roster. And unless he's okay with coming in and being just literally a practice squad emergency backup running back, then I, I have no interest uh, in him. So, yep. uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Just wanted to make sure we were on the same page here. Or if I was now, Justin, Justin Houston, I got to be honest, I'm more tempted. Okay. Now, our pass rush is it's funny because that was a concern going on. And it was a huge concern of mine going into the season. It's all of a sudden yep. turned into a strength. Right. I think we got something like 16 and a half or 17 sacks out of Clowney and Van Noy combined. Unheard well, they're, they're both one away from setting a record. Or Van Noy might have already set I his think own he did. personal I think record. Eight. Yeah. 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 And Clowney's getting close to double digits. So, um, yeah, he's yeah, one just, away from his personal record. Yeah. Right. Un, unheard of stuff here from, from guys we've, we've just simply brought in. And, and Van Oy, of course, uh, has broke a record with, he didn't even play till week four or five. So, yeah. um, you know, where they're doing great stuff. But I am still interested. I, if I had to choose, like, if one guy had to be on the team, I don't feel a urge to get either, but I would be more inclined to kick the, kick the tires on Justin Houston. Than yeah. I would Dalvin Cook. Yeah, more familiar with the team, more familiar with the with the off with the defense, all those things, right? Yeah, we know he won't disrupt the locker room. If anything, he would just add to it. The way he, right. you know, coaches the young guys up and and the respect he gets. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's a shame too because I would have normally said, you know, Tavius Robinson would be the obvious guy. He could take some snaps from him, but I've really liked what I've seen from him. Yeah. I mean, the, the way How athletic covered, is his kid. Well, and also he showed some real smarts and discipline on the bootleg where they tried to get him, and he stayed put, ran down, and really made the play. So I, I, I've but not really, only the discipline, but the ability. How many people are able to cut off real? Oh, the change uh, uh, Tyreek direction. Hill. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. Even if you take the right angle, all he right. does is outrun the angle, and he, yep. he, he was athletic enough to get there. Not only just mm -hmm. like you said, have the presence of mind, but to actually be able to do it. Yep. Holy crap, this kid is an athlete. And he's so man. young, man. He's 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 a Canadian football player. Like, again, this isn't like he came out of Texas. He came out in a mm -hmm. place where it's not necessarily pushed to play football. So you got to give this guy a little bit more room. And I, and I think uh, – but, you know, it's say, having said that, adding the pass rush of Justin Houston uh, and and maybe snatching a couple away, I'd, I wouldn't be necessarily opposed to it, especially yeah. knowing he's in shape. Uh, Doomboy94 says Lamar's going to have a statue next to Ray or Johnny U. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, he's got, a, he's still got a lot to, to add to his resume in order to get to statue status when it's really only. I mean, but two MVPs by the time he's 27 is pretty impressive already. You add a Super Bowl to it and a Super Bowl MVP, then yeah, you're certainly getting closer and you might, that might be all you need. I mean, who yeah, knows? honestly. But uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's got a chance to be. I mean, it's like John said, like first, like when he was first here, the first year, he said, you know how many kids are going to be running around in the backyard going, I'm Lamar Jackson this time? Like, I remember being a kid going, I'm Griffey, you know, with the wiffle ball in my hand, a wiffle ball bat in my hand. I was Griffey trying to trying to look like him, you know? Mm -hmm. People are doing that with Lamar. Like, he, he's got a chance to be just an absolute legend here, just like Ray, just like Johnny U. No doubt about it. Uh, let's see here. Don C. Oh, why not? Jimbo, just, just slap my hand. Just slap my hand right off my computer. I don't know why I had I, I touched uh, it. What's Don C have to say? Yeah, here? he says, I was worried about us getting the first seed because 2019 PSD, but man, this team looks different. Lamar has resting biat face at every interview. We have leaders on both sides of the ball. Let's go. Yeah, Don, and I would say I think it's just, yeah, he's just, he's just uh, trying not to get too high, trying not to get too low. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. got some some serious focus, tunnel vision going on here. And I'm with you, Don. I think uh, that has faded away from me uh, as well as for you. So don't worry about it. We got this thing, and and uh, 
be happy for the rest and, and look forward to the extra time off for a team to strategize and go on and dominate divisional game. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, no worries, John. We appreciate the super chat, but uh, fear not, my friend. One thing I do want to do, I know, I know we're coming on the end of the show and we got to get to our competition, but I do want to spend a few minutes briefly getting into the playoff picture, right? Because now we are getting an idea as to what's happening. And so I do have a a, a tab that I want to share here. Let me Please just do. share yeah, I want to share screen real quick just to spend a little bit of time and kind of talk about this because this is what it's all about right now. You know, the Ravens can't look ahead, but we can look ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we'll do. Uh, I'm going to zoom out here a second. So hopefully we can see a little more. Is that zooming out on the screen or is that now too small? Is that that's okay? a little too small. A little too small? Yeah, a little, little tighter. Okay. How's that? Yeah, there you go. Now just scroll. There you go. There okay, so, go. so you can see mm-hmm. uh, the teams that – are in for sure mm-hmm. and then you can see the down here you can see the teams that are in the hunt right so you have there are two available playoff spots in the nfc and there are two available there are three in the afc so obviously we're more worried about the afc yeah it's who um, cares about the, the nfc right and so one through one through three are set okay oh uh, well hold on I don't think one through three. I believe the Dolphins lose. To oh, the you're Bills. right. What am I thinking? You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Because yes, you're right. So, and then you can see down here the the in the hunt category has the probabilities of making the playoff. Uh, to all these, so the lowest probability of AFC team, you know, as far as guys that are in the hunt, we haven't gone down to in the bubble. Is the Colts at fifty four percent? But so if what's your, I think the Dolphins lose. I think they're going to lose to the Bills. Mm-hmm. And so if they lose to the Bills. Um, they've locked a playoff spot. See, this is what I, they'll be 11 and six week 17 against the jets. Didn't the Browns just play the jets? Yeah. Oh, right. Cause we're going into week 18, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. See, I was, I was tripping there. Um, so look, I wish this had the stinking, you remember the, 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 the plug and play we used to be able to use. Yeah. I don't know what happened to that. Yeah, they don't. I mean, they have tie-breaking procedures, all that stuff, whatever. But um, I guess what I want to get into is there's three available playoff spots. The, the my who do you think the lowest available seed is going to be by the end of the day? You know, that's going to come to Baltimore. If you had to make a way too early prediction, oh man. Well, here's what I think is going to happen. I think the Bills are going to beat the Dolphins this weekend. Which yeah, me means too. they're going to they're going to take over the number two seed, and I think the Dolphins drop to the top non-division winning seed. So that puts them at fifth. Then we'll have uh, the. Oh, actually, would it? See, I guess the question is if. So if the Browns if win, they lose, right? Then they're going to move up to two. Okay, so then Dolphins. That we know for drop. sure because they'll be the only other team. They'll be have twelve no, 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 wins. No, they cannot go to two because they're not a division winner. So the best they can be is five. Oh, shoot, so they'll stay at right. five. The Dolphins will drop to six, and then the winner will be between the Colts and Houston to be the the final spot. Uh, now if. If the the Texans win, okay, they have the tiebreaker over the uh, Pittsburgh, and also uh, Indy has a tiebreaker over Pittsburgh. Okay, so yep. Pittsburgh needs a lot. They need. I don't know how they're going to win because Indy and and the Texans play against each other. So That's I don't something. know. There has to be some avenue where the Steelers get a tie. In. Is that it? I don't know. I mean, it's the only one that would make sense in my mind. Yeah, I think they might need that because I'm looking at uh, ESPN. It says Indy uh, wins tiebreaker over Pittsburgh based on head-to-head win percentage. So they beat them. 
And then it says Houston wins tiebreaker over Pittsburgh based on head-to-head win percentage. So they beat them. So I, I don't know what, I guess they have to tie. So I think we would have the opportunity. Let's see. So that would mean then the, the uh, either Colts or the Texans are going to be playing the Bills in Buffalo. Because what you're saying is the Bills would bounce up to two, wouldn't they? Yeah. Hold yep. on. Yeah, they would. Man, that, they they have. Dude, the Bills can be that. in two, six, seven, or out. That's insane. They could be the two seed or they could be out of the playoffs. That is just crazy to me. If everything goes completely sideways for them this weekend. So it, it, it really is insane. But I, the way I'm looking at it is the Bills are going to be playing the, the winner of the South. In the first round, the Chiefs yep. are going to be playing the Cleveland Browns, right? Is that yep. how that would work? Or the uh, or the Dolphins? Yeah, the Dolphins. They'll be playing the Dolphins, and the Jags will be playing the Browns. Okay, Jags, Browns, Chiefs, Dolphins, Bills. Winner of the South will be the will be the matchup. So, in that scenario, do you see the Bills losing to either the Colts or the Texans? Any Not chance? chance? No. No chance. I mean, I see the Texans more likely than the than the Colts. Okay, so if if they have no chance, then what you're saying is the Ravens are going to have to play the winner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and mm-hmm. the and the Cleveland Browns, or mm-hmm. if by some miracle the Dolphins can beat the Chiefs, then we'll be playing the Dolphins again in Baltimore. And look, that could happen. Oh, look at that! You guys see, I'm still over here on the other screen trying to swipe up and down. You guys don't change the screen on me. Getting fancy with it. Nice. Thank you, DK. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm um, actually, I'm looking at just ESPN has a nice little breakdown of some tiebreakers. But yeah, yeah. How good would you feel to know that the damn Dolphins are coming back into Baltimore for the division round? Holy. Yeah, because yeah, they have no answers. Dude. I don't care what anyone says. They have no answers for it us. They would be peeing down their leg. Vic Fangio yeah. would be scared to death. Yeah, 100%. I'd, I'd be ha- happily uh, bring them back into Baltimore. So. Um, yeah, I don't want to play the Browns. I'd much rather play the Dolphins. Much rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. So, I mean, look. That Titans team. Look, you got to give credit where credit is due. That 2019 Titans team went all the way to the AFC Championship game. They had a solid defense and they had a run game. Did they ever. Right? I mean, at and that Tannehill point. And had the greatest season of his career. Played well above his his actual skill level. If you look at those numbers, dude, he had yeah. a crazy year that year. Yeah, if Lamar wasn't the MVP, certainly everyone would have been talking about Ryan Tannehill. Not everyone, but a lot of people he would have been. Lamar yeah. was just so over- overwhelmingly out ahead of everyone. But, yeah, you're absolutely right there. Um, man, yeah. I, 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 but any of the scenarios, honestly, none of these scenarios get me get me nervous. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins – yeah, they, like you said, I don't know if it's that much of a – it would be that much of a stretch. They just beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs – they seem like they're limping these days. Yeah, yeah, no. Kelsey looks old, preoccupied, yeah. uninterested. Their, their other receivers cannot catch a cold. No. Who's the rookie Rice, the dude on Fox, yeah. trying to say that he's better than, than Zay Flowers? What Look, an idiot. The only receiver, rookie receiver, I don't care what JSN's done. Yeah. The only one that can, that can say anything to Zay Flowers, and he can say a whole lot, is Puka Nakua. Because that dude... Yeah. That dude broke so many damn records. He's the only receiver, and I'll still take Zay. I want Zay. I don't care what Puka's done, but he's the only one who can say anything, and he can say whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, agreed. 
Uh, um, oh, by the way, the way that the, the most clear avenue for the Steelers is actually, I wasn't looking. Jacksonville currently is the leader of the division at nine and seven. And the Colts and Texans are also at nine and seven tied. So if Jacksonville loses and Pittsburgh wins, then they jump up by because of that, because then Jacksonville plummets out of the division lead all the way down to maybe even out of the playoffs, yeah, out of right? The playoffs. Or or maybe the last, like, it's crazy, man. It, yeah. it, it, this, this AFC is absolutely wild. wild. You're not lying. I mean, holy smokes. But you know what? We got to give a little credit, Jimbo. I know it's our rival, but gosh darn, the Steelers just find a freaking way, don't they? Yeah, with all the drama, all the quarterback changes, uh, all the receivers giving up on everything. Um, man, they just can't draft a quarterback. It's crazy. I thought they were done, dude. You look up, they're yeah. freaking nine and seven. They're going to have another winning season. Yeah. They're four yeah. and one in the division, Jimbo, and, and potentially going five and one, depending on what roster the Ravens run out there. Yeah. And way too early prediction. You know what's crazy? Hmm. Tyler Huntley, I could totally see them bringing him in this offseason. Yeah, I get. I mean, I just they shake have, it up. Uh, they have. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't be. What about Russ? Yeah, or Russell Wilson. What about Russ, bro? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's looking for a home. Yeah. No, that's another good. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Steelers. It'll be fun to talk about. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the this upcoming week to kind of see things. Um, th- things. Shake out. DK is also saying Sam Howell could be another one to the mix. I don't know what's going to happen there with him. Uh, but, yeah, he certainly made himself some money this season. Uh, going to be a lot that, that goes on in the playoffs that's going to get us all intrigued and, and make sure you're you're tuned in. Of course, we're going to be here Friday. we got to talk about our competition really quick, but obviously you guys know oh, we'll be yeah. here Friday prepping you for the game, getting yeah, you ready. Um, but uh, we do have to get into the results, both show and viewer results of the competition this week to know who gets some swag. That way we can get it out to you guys. Uh, so, Glenn, let, actually, you know what? Before we do, let's give a quick shout-out to our patrons. We have two new patrons, so we're going to give them a shout-out. Um, yep. So, uh, yeah, hardly home, but always repping. Uh, huge shout-out for being a new patron. And Living Legend is uh, is back in the building. Um, mm-hmm. He has also uh, he's also one of our patrons who uh, – Thank you. Say, yeah, thank you very you. much. A shout-out. And then also our free patrons who are still showing support. And we appreciate all of it. Eric Banks, Pat, Talal. Adhafiri, um, thank you so much. Dude, you just said that name like what looks to be pretty perfect. Like you've seen it a million times. Um, I, I haven't. I just, I just say that. Thank you. I appreciate that. But look, that was my that was my best shot. Uh, and, and I also want to say shout out to James, not myself. James saw him at Pure Raw Juice. Told him I give him a shout out the other morning. He was like, "Are you James from Four Ten Sports Talk?" I was like, "That I am, my friend." And uh, so we chatted for a little bit. He's excited about the play. Did he tell you he was also a huge fan of the People's Champ, Glenn, and roots for me every week from the competition? No, he, no, he, he actually didn't. I don't think he mentioned your name once. Not once, huh? Not That's once. weird. That's no. weird, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to hurt your feelings, Jimbo. Yeah, that's right. He was so in awe by meeting me that he just didn't know what to say. Yeah. No, James, of course, we appreciate the support. Uh, just three goofballs here talking about the Ravens. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, but without any further ado, let's get into the competition. Um, oh, and our competition course is brought to you by BetUS. Can't forget about our faithful uh, partners over at BetUS. Make sure you guys go check them out. They're great to us. They'll be great to you. Uh, you'll get a match up to 125% at up to $2,500, dollar for dollar plus some because 125%. Uh, so go check them out. Use the promo code. Dude, I'd take the points, bro. I'd take the Ravens and the points this weekend. Take it. Take it and make yourself some money. I agree with you there, Glenn. 
Uh, so go check it out. Make sure you uh, use the promo code 410 or use the link in the description that DK has so graciously placed uh, within there. But uh, all right, let's get into it, DK. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Over under number one, Lamar Jackson passing yard 250 over. Over. And you know what? Way I remember over. telling you both how disappointed I was and you guys yep. both taking the under here, despite the fact that the Dolphins have been absolutely shredded through the air in all of their losses. But yep. you should have listened to me and you didn't cost you on that one. Moving on to the next one. And this one, I'll tell you what. We were both wrong about this one, Jimbo. Uh, yeah. Rashad Bateman targets four and a half. I said I had to see it to believe it. Yep. And they showed us, Jimbo. They showed us. Called it. That was his breakout player of the game. Yeah, DK nailed this one. I mean, I think he set us up with this one because we he both did. smashed the under. And he knew something we didn't mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. you know. Got that inside information. Him and Rashad are hanging on the weekends, dude. <laughs> That's exactly Him right. Paul Kuzma and OBJ. Dude, Fed Hill hitting the bars. You never know with these guys. Um so we were wrong. DK was right about that one. Moving on to our first of the defensive over-unders. Ravens tackles for loss, four and a half. This was a layup for me. I mean, honestly, I know it was only half, only one by half. But I thought I was going to smash this one, Jimbo. I thought this was going to be a slam dunk. Uh, but the only one to correctly predict, of course, was the People's Champ. Shout out. Oh, gosh. And what we got for the next one? Tyreek Hill receiving yards. 76, of course, was the number. Now, the, the, the over-under was one, 105 and a half. I went over here. His waddle was out, so I thought he would just get a million passes. Didn't I tell you, too, about this one? Yeah, you did. You All did. four of their losses. He went under yeah. 90. So, without going to the tiebreakers, we will go to the tiebreakers, but Glenn has already won uh, this week, which ties us up 6-6. to six. It'll be a fun game going into the last week of the season. Um, but let's get into two tiebreakers for any other scenarios and folks out there who are playing along with us. And of course, you can participate in this competition. All viewers are available to do so using the handle, any of the handles above Glenn's head or in the comment section of the video, mm -hmm. uh, of the preview video. Uh, just go ahead and submit your answers in the comment section and we will let you know who the winner it is. And the winner, of course, gets a, a nice piece of 410 Sports Talk swag. Yep, 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 yep. So total score 46.5 was, uh, was the line over under. Of course, it went over at 75. The Ravens mm -hmm. did the majority of that. Um, all right, what's the next one? Yeah, they, here? Didn't, they broke it by themselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Second tiebreaker, total yards to the Ravens, closest to the pin. Um, I think I got this one right. Yeah, man. the only one I got right today that uh, this week. Four ninety one, and I wasn't even that close. This looked like DK's uh, guess at week one. Yeah, exactly. Five thousand. <laughs> uh, Lamar's gonna hit six thousand yards week one. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. Four ninety one. Shout out to the Ravens. Wait, I got one, didn't I? Right. Uh, Wait, DK, yeah. you're killing me here. Under, hold on, hold one. on. Under, you got them all wrong. You got over oh. four. <laughs> I dare you question DK's math. How dare you? Uh, all right, put up the graphic, DK. Plenty make it an interesting. Let's hey now. Hey, boy. Hey now. Let's see it. Uh, oh, I was waiting for the music. All right, fine. <laughs> all I know is Jimbo. I might be a little behind you in total score accuracy. If this week, if I win, yep. I'll likely pass you in all of those categories. This is true. You got to win it. But this still is true. Win it. I still do. Yeah. 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 DK is officially out of it. But if he wins, 
then I guess you would win on tiebreakers, right? Well, actually, we have to find out the total score and accuracy. We so we yep. it's, that's yeah, still yeah. even up in the air. Okay, that's right. Make him do some math if he wins it. But uh, I'm just gonna win it that way. DK doesn't have to worry. You know. Hey, let's go. I'm excited for it. All the chips mm-hmm. are on the table. Yes, um, but I think that's it for us for tonight, folks. We will be here, of course, uh, Friday night to get you all prepped for this game. Talk about additional playoffs. Saturday scenarios. game, guys. Don't forget. That's true. Yeah. Jeez, whiz. I'm glad you reminded me. Yeah. Um, what's that, DK? He's holding up his. Oh, the fan second. winner. Oh, yeah. Duh. The most important thing of all. That's why we're all here. Hey, Got a new one this week, DK? Let's see what we got here. Oh, Ooh, it is. And he the faithful. It. He called it. He said, I'm he said I had to win this week. He said, he said Shout I out. had to have. Shout and out Edwin Navedo. Right. Edwin has not won this year, but he's won before, right, DK? I don't, I don't I think, think he's so. won before. I think we just, he's just a con we see his name so much. He runs a uh he he's an admin on one of the Facebook groups we're a part yeah, yeah, of. Yeah. Uh super active, gives a gives you know, certainly gives his opinion on everything, but uh yeah, man, that's pretty cool to see Edwin get. Oh the wow. Win. wow, there were a lot of four for four this week, and I was zero for four. Oh gosh, um, there were a lot of four for four, and wow. uh, it looks like so he came down to tiebreakers for Edwin. Um, so okay. he, yeah, he got both tiebreakers right. Was the most there. So shout out to Edwin, beat the pants off of all of us. That's uh, right. That's awesome. Shout out to you, man. But uh, I know he's not in the chat today, but he, I'm sure he'll catch us up. Yeah, uh, when he watches it. So don't forget, Edwin. The way you can let us know, just give us your shirt size, address. To, uh, I know we're friends on Facebook, so you can certainly just private message us there or on Twitter. Uh, that works as well. But, um, but yeah, shout out. Congratulations, yep. Edwin. Yes, sir. We'll be there on Friday, and we'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. See you. Ah! Ah!